0: Hey, hey, it's PHNX Cardinals live on a Tuesday. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. Welcome in to your Premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Become a diehard. Go to PHNX.com. Pick up a free hat and/or t-shirt every single year. What's up to everybody in the chat? What's up to my fearless co-host here? Quiet ahead of the Chicago Bears game this week. Draft talks in the air. Where do you want to start,
1: my man? Let's talk about the game last night that we witnessed, where the Seattle Seahawks came from behind, rallied from behind, and Mm -hmm. shocked the Philadelphia Eagles, and now fall to 10 and 4. And last week, we were doing a little grave digging, right? Or or grave dancing on on the Eagles and the trash that they've talked about, Jonathan Gannon. How are we feeling about the Eagles now? Uh, I mean, and also that it's it's just a couple, it's a week away from the, the Bears game this Sunday. I had somebody text me today saying
0: the Cardinals are going to lose to the Bears but they're going to beat the Eagles. Um <laughs> listen, life comes at you fast in the NFL. I I do think the Eagles have been outed. What did I say before the season? I thought they'd go 9 and 8 and they started yeah. hotter than I expected. I like feels like maybe they've got one to two win tops before the end of the season, but they're they're going sideways fast. This is the program. This is the only program that, that has told you the definitive story of what went on with the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon much to the dismay at the time of Eagles Twitter, Bo yeah. uh, the the ownership group for Philadelphia, Jeffrey Lurie and company tried to make Jonathan Gannon, the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. And you've got his minion general manager. They they all came together and said, JG, what do we have to do to <laughs> keep you? Gannon took this job. Then subsequently the Arizona Cardinals were able to also court Nick Rawls away from Philadelphia. And then just so happens that Philadelphia got a little pissy. They threw a little pity party and they filed a faux tampering charge, which was bullshit. And so last night, I'm sure Gannon, Nick Rollison, Monty Ostenford and company kicking their feet up, enjoying what they were watching. I would imagine that happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've seen the true regression, like the some of the numbers that they were putting up on the broadcasts, how poor they've been on third down, yeah, getting off the field, and the lack of pressure that they've been able to get on third down with an unbelievable cast of characters, including a guy in Jalen Carter that they got. Uh, in the top ten in the NFL draft and they couldn't create enough pressure to beat Drew Locke in the Seattle Seahawks. It's it's uh you you love to see it, I think. You, you, you certainly do, right? Uh Matt Patricia there with his his pencil. What's he using a pencil for on a laminate? Uh that makes no sense to me. And then they got a camera on poor Sean Desai up in the booth. And you're just like, this poor guy you got his his play calling duties stripped from him and he's got a red light camera in his face. Uh, while he's trying to do whatever his whatever his job is now, I uh, was talking to somebody just kind of shooting the shit and basically like
0: decide to me that that demotion feels like like ownership, like Howie Roseman, like that's not Nick Sirianni. We like him. I think he's a good coach. I think he had two elite coordinators the last two years, and now it's it's exposed city. I'm not calling him a fraudulent coach, but I'm I'm just saying like. They're not one of the best teams in the NFL. Like their coaching staff was elite last year. We saw it; it nearly took down Mahomes and company by themselves. So, uh, I feel for Eagle fans. I don't. We laugh at them. We grave dance. But here's what I—I I think it's a perfect transition, Bo, to kind of the show title today, which we touched on a little bit yesterday. You yep. know, I, I still very much in the camp. Spoke to somebody earlier today, like Kyler Murray. They're all in. They feel good about it. But it's like you and I have kind of back and forth off air. It's like, well, this team's got to make the playoffs next year. Well, Kyler Murray gives them the best opportunity to do that, especially, like, I was willing to, you know, kind of concede, oh, Seattle's going in the tank. They don't look very good. Look at their schedule. they got Tennessee and they've got Pittsburgh. They're going to come to Arizona with something to play for in Week 18. They're not going anywhere. The Rams haven't gone anywhere. I think the Niners, unfortunately, are going to win the Super Bowl. Like, factor all this in. These were transitioning, rebuilding years, especially last year for Seattle and this year for the L.A. Rams and they're like oh yeah well, we might fuck around and make the playoffs yeah, like that's right. what you have to contend with so when you look at kyler murray and you scoff at like his ability to do x y and z he has already done this he has made the playoffs within this division albeit with cliff kingsbury and you guys want to sit back not you guys specifically but there are people that want to tout two to three college quarterbacks and i'm including jaden daniels in that group saying we're going to contend next year with a college quarterback come on it's just it's laughable because Gannon and company, after maybe winning three to four games this year, they need to win next year. There, there's not gonna be any excuses. You gotta you gotta notch eight, nine, ten wins next year to feel really good about where the direction of this franchise is headed, Bo.
1: Yeah, I think the pressure is gonna be on, just like there's been and they've you know shown that their worth in spades mm-hmm. when Pete Carroll and uh Sean McVay. Like if you give them bigger, faster, stronger, more physical players that they can coach them up. And yeah. Jonathan is gonna have to prove that. Like he was given a bottom uh roster in this league uh, and he's you know they've been competitive right but what's what's kind of coach is he going to look like when he's got talent on this roster and I think yeah. obviously we can't see what that looks like the remainder of the season um but it, it can happen as early as next you know the kickoff of the 2024 season I think that that's realistic it's going to be a bummer though like if if something goes south and they decide to transition the quarterback position and I and I'm the camp with you, like where I, I feel like they've made the decision and, and Kyler's be yeah. going forward. But if they did and then there wasn't a sense of urgency on the free agent market for some wide receivers or, or trying to acquire wide receivers like that's all pointing to, man, this is a lot longer of a rebuild than we even anticipated, even though I feel like they are set up to get right back in the thick of things. The roster right now is it's a blank sheet of
0: paper in the best possible yep. way. You can go any different direction you want to go. Uh Didi, I like this to, to all the K-1 haters. What are you replacing Kyler Murray with? If it's Drake May, good luck in 2024. If it's Drake May or Caleb Williams, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of the same struggles from this team. There, I'm sure there'd be, you know, peaks and valleys, and there'd be some Sundays where they look good or may, or maybe not. I saw some... Stupid stuff from Matt Miller on ESPN today saying that he's got Drake May, who's the QB two in this class, higher ranked than he had Kyler Murray coming out in 2019. Mm. So that's certainly a
1: choice. Uh, Arizona. Who had unbelievable. Like the Heisman trophy winning year where he yeah. he took Oklahoma to the college football playoff semifinal. And his statistics Correct. were better than two that year, which were like historical, but Drake may and his 24 touchdowns and nine picks in the, uh, in the ACC. Yeah. That, uh, that makes sense. I, I get it's, it. You can fall in love with prospects and, and their skill set. Yeah. But w- how does it translate? And so far at North Carolina, like, he had a great freshman year. He had a pretty mid-sophomore year uh, I mean, when it meant the most for him in, in the UNC Tar Heels. Like, this might just be him. This I mean, like,
0: 24, 25 touchdowns in the NFL. That's not going to get it done.
1: Josh uh, Aaron- Allen
0: ruined everybody.
1: He like everybody, Josh Allen, and they're like, this is what the skill set is, and this is what it projects us, and you're going to have to start, we talk about a blank canvas, you just take, you know, you've got the skills, and you've got to develop them, and yeah. they were able to do that, but that's the exception to the rule. Like, very, like, far often than not, like, you've got guys that just, they're, they're you know, their skill set falls at the wayside, and, and they're out of the league in a couple of years.
0: Arizona Animal, why can't we be like Seattle, just a to tough out, that's all I want? I think they're, yeah, I think they're working toward that. I, I listen. They're 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 a team. I think a lot of people would not want to play at the end of the year, you know. Notwithstanding, listen. I think it's it's tough because their schedule is so daunting. Like every three games, they get one of the best teams in the NFL. Some of these teams go like quarters or half of the season and they don't play anybody, right? You're <laughs> you're recycling the Atlantas and the New Orleans and the Indianapolises and the Jacksonville. The Cardinals. It's like. Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Ravens, all these teams, Bengals at the time had Joe Burrow. Their schedule was just, it's just not fair. I mean, Bo, we've talked about it off air. It's It's—it's—it's it's the hardest strength in the schedule in the NFL for a team that was picked to finish last, not only in their division, but in the NFL overall. I mean, they're picking third right now in the draft. They have had very little go right for them in terms of like lining up to be a contender this year, lining up to be competent this year. And so their response to that was, well, we're just going to strip it down because next year they're going to have another fourth place schedule next year. They're not going to have to play the AFC North. They're not going to have to play the NFC East, right? They're going to have an easier, it's going to be exponentially easier for them next year. So I mean, it's, it's the right time to be able to say, okay, got our quarterback. He's going to be with us the entire off season. We're going to work toward getting to him back to where he knows he can be, which is a pro bowl MVP caliber player. And we're going to supplement. We're going to add talent wide receiver, left guard, pass rusher, defensive tackle, cornerback. I mean, it's, it's going to be a chore. Austin Ford's going to be busy. It's funny. We haven't seen old Monty in, in some time. I know you see him on the practice field, unlike yeah. Steve Time. But it's like we haven't – Monty Austin Ford basically after the draft was just like, see you guys next spring, see you guys next winter at the Combine. And really, that's the way it should be. He handed it off to Jonathan Gannon, and then Gannon's about to hand it off to, to Austin Ford.
1: Yeah, he'll, he's out there every, each and every practice. Sometimes he's throwing footballs. He'll, he'll come over to the media and he'll talk with us, whether it's about how we're doing in our Christmas shopping. He says he's way behind on that. Uh, the other day he just came up. He's like, yeah, you see that guy over there? We're going to sign him. It was Tyreek Smith, uh, the <laughs> player that they signed off the practice squad. So, it, you know, he's it's, it's a breath of fresh air as far as yeah. what you're getting from the general manager position. But, like, when we talk about the path to contention. From where they are right now at three and eleven, potentially finishing the season at three and fourteen, you know it's a long way. It's a long way, especially when you look at all the needs. Uh so speaking
0: of Austin Ford, I was chatting with somebody, and I'm you know the the topic always of chat. conversation. Yeah, I'm always chatting. Um, you and I brought this up first, so we will take immense credit for it. Um, if they lose to the Bears Sunday, will the noise gets get louder about not playing Kyler Murray in the finale? That's, that's assuming they don't go to Philadelphia and shock the football world, which I would trade everything for, frankly, but you know, I was talking to this individual and they said, that's not a, that's not going to be, that wouldn't be a Gannon decision. Mm. And I said, that's interesting. What do you mean by that? Austin Ford would, would come to Jonathan Gannon and they would have a decision to make. And Kyler Murray would, would be included in that conversation. Mm. You would have to get Kyler, obviously the coaching staff, but Gannon's the extension of the staff and Austin Ford together and just say, for the betterment of this franchise, Kyler Murray, your season's going to be done after Philadelphia. Tune is going to start the finale against a Seattle team trying to make the playoffs. I think you start all the guys in a contract here. You start Dortch. You start everybody that's out to prove something, and you let the chips fall where they where where they may. Assuming that you take the L, and then you you're gifted then a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver. Assuming he declares and the medicals check out, I'm going to tell you right now. I think we're either a week from a win which would basically put them out of range for Marvin in my opinion or we're a week away from this growing exponentially louder because there have been times this year Bo they've evaluated and they've used that evaluation maybe even more so than winning a game we we knew that it wasn't all about wins and losses I know that that's what it may feel like on Sundays but it's about evaluation so I, I do think as we get closer to that finale I think January 7th mm-hmm. against Seattle Clayton Toon Becoming the starter, I think, is more and more apparent. Gannon's not going to give anybody anything right now. I'd be surprised if they had that conversation. But I look at Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, and I think Jonathan Gannon was a a higher-profile head coaching candidate than Zach Taylor. I know he coaches offense. Zach Taylor was pretty average, below average, frankly, when Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow got hurt. And then he had Joe Burrow, and they got gifted Jamar Chase, and they went to the Super Bowl. I I think you could spin it to Gannon. Certainly, Kyler. Hey, the the hierarchy is going to be Kyler Murray, Trey McBride, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Jonathan Gannon can feel good about his job security. I mean, like that. There is something to be said. It's Bears watching is is what I'm going to tell everybody.
1: And I can see that. And it it would absolutely have to come from upstairs. It would yeah. have to come from the true decision makers as far as you know building the roster and, and with the eye on the future. And it's been there you know, starting you know, with the hiring of Monty Austin awesome for it, right? And the roster that he, he gave, I won't say gifted to Jonathan Gannon. This is the worst gift ever. But, yeah. I mean, for the most part in the NFL relative to the rest of the rosters in the league. But I, I think that Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray are too competitive to to kind of buy into that. Like, they 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 would make the case for why Kyler should play in the finale, even though we're all seeing like, well, you could miss out on You think you, know, you don't think Kyler could see the big picture. I'm going to tell you right now. it. The,
0: I don't think there's a huge difference between three and 14 and four and 13. If it means you're going to get a generational prospect. I mean that, I think that's yeah. gotta be, if they, if we're talking about it and thinking about it, you know, they are, you know, it's it's in the back of their mind. I can tell Gannon knows who Marvin Harrison jr is. Kyler Murray knows who that is. And their yeah. receiving core, it'd be one thing if Hollywood's going off and he's got 1,400 yards this year, they have no wide receivers. Nobody can separate. Nobody can get open. I, I think it's a, a very viable talking point that bears watching in the next week and a half.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to go away. And you're right. It, nope. It's good that that noise can get it louder. They lose this weekend and, you know, they lose in Philly. Uh, and and you're just sitting there in a, in a prime spot. To, to land number 18 at Columbus, Ohio State, Buckeyes, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr., a guy who I know I've seen a bunch of draft guys like, stop calling these guys generational. It's like, well, it's the next generation is going to lead the way for the next generation of wide receiver coming in this league.
0: You could easily, like, falsify. Like, Kyler Murray's been great this year. He's our quarterback of the future. He, it, he, you know, the injury... Coming back from it, taking its toll on his body. We need to sit him in the finale. Make up whatever you want. Sports hero, Bo, whisper into Monty's ear to sick Kyler. You have the influence. Do the right thing. I don't hate that sports hero. Bo, no.
1: get out in the practice field and talk to Monty, Monty. Austin for it. It's like, what is this weirdo whispering in my ear for? Get him out of here. And then security space, comes in. just It just, just physically removes me from the facility. And it, by that point, it'd be long overdue. Everybody like this video, do
0: us a favor. We're going to get to 200 likes today. Blaine Clark brings up a good point saying that Kyler, I think it's two and seven versus Seattle. I'm We're okay starting him. And that's a possibility too. You could start Kyler and still lose that game. But wouldn't when, when you like to just be able to kick your feet up that day after watching 16 games of just a really tough time this year and say, we may not get a dub on the field today, but we can get a dub, an infinite dub this off season and just start printing the Marvin Harrison jerseys Immediately after the finale, Bo.
1: No, I mean I think that you're the point you just tried to make. Like, can't we just? could we play spoiler to the Seahawks, uh, trying to make their way into the into the uh, dance? I'm, all, the I'm over that. I'm all, I don't care about that. I, Pete Carroll's been to the playoffs
0: twenty times. They're not winning anything.
1: this No, you want to see him? Is him noxiously chewing his, chomping his gum? Him kind of sw- choke on it a little bit once he sees that. The Cardinals are are going to start to build momentum into them making some noise next year in the NFC West. Uh, I th- I think you're, you got to work. You just want them to roll over and die in the 2023, 24 season. Let's get to some of these super chats here.
0: Alex 499 friend of the program. Didn't Monty say every snap in the offense matters for Kyler. This could have him playing in the finale. I mean, sure. It, it also, maybe they thought they were going to win a few more games or not, but mm-hmm. It's we. This is so touch-and-go, Alex, I believe it's week-to-week. I think you're going to have that conversation about sitting for Marvin would not start until Sunday night after Philadelphia, Monday morning. Like, we're going to put a game plan together for Clayton Toon this week to get him some exposure, or to Bo's point, like maybe Kyler starts and plays a possession or a quarter, and then you treat it, just treat it like a preseason game. You know a preseason game in January, right? The first preseason game until next August when they play another one. That's that's how I would treat it. Deuce, two dollars super chat. K one uh Kool-Aid is real up in here. Mediocrity City. I, I think again, if you're if you're calling K one off a torn ACL mediocre, that's fine. He's been pretty average since he came back. But you know, I would say look what he's dealing with. Bottom tier roster, no wide receivers, new staff, new offensive philosophy under center and off a torn acl so if this is mediocre i can't wait to see what he's going to look like next september
1: well and and look what the the current regime had to do to the old regime's roster just tear it down it was in such terrible shape and yeah. kyler murray it was a re- year removed from helping that team to the playoffs so i i don't know if if you you think that there's a guy in this draft that's that's worth doing it like going for it like they're out of the caleb williams uh territory like caleb williams is going to go one one and um, Drake May, I, I, I've yet to be uh, persuaded that he's the guy, that he's somebody that you pivot your franchise to. Uh,
0: here's a good comment here. The way you don't go 0-16 versus the division, they are a joke, would be nice to win one. And then saying, Chris, uh, couldn't giving up the last game be a bad message to the locker room of the future? The good thing about that, Chris, is most of these players will not be back next year. So you don't have to worry about that. A lot of this roster is going to be different. No, but I, I know what you mean. Like, some of the veterans, that will be back, and the rookie class. But, I mean, again, like, you you got to think about the long-term vision of this franchise and what it desperately needs. And if you have, let's say you have Marvin Harrison Jr. graded out as a 99, 99 out of 99, or 100 out of 100, whatever you want to say, if you're Monty Asiford. And then Joe Alt or or Fashino out of Penn State is like a 92 to a 93. Really good. Blue chipper in that draft. If it's that substantial and you have, like, I remember Dave Gettleman, the old sloppy Dave with the New York Giants, said that they took Saquon Barkley that high because they had a Hall of Fame grade on him. Like, if you're Monty Austin Ford and you have what's called a Hall of Fame grade on Marvin Harrison Jr., like, you, you do what you can to get a Hall of Fame player in here. It just changes right. the trajectory of your franchise. Does it win against Seattle? pushing you from thir- three wins to four wins change the trajectory of your franchise. I don't think so. I think it makes people feel good heading in the off season. I think Cardinal fans will feel pretty good if
1: they're picking third overall. That's my interpretation. I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, best player in the draft right now. I, I think that you could certainly make the case for that. And if, if you don't need to address the quarterback position, that's your guy, Marvin Harrison, yeah. Jr. O- outside of that, you know, there's, there's some, second third tier guys but no he's he's the guy and you know i don't think there's ever been anything questioned you know from his love of the game and his will to to go out there and produce uh it, it just seems like it would be and then the ability to sell jerseys is going to be on un, unreal for this organization i mean yeah it, a roster that just lacks star power it just immediately adds that in tackles as much as they need to eat their vegetables the rest of the draft like uh they don't sell jerseys they just don't i just I'll put a ball on
0: this by saying like you can't tell me that wins were everything this year when they stripped the roster down to what it was you're cutting DeAndre Hopkins but then you're selling me on a oh we got to win in week 18 no man go get a hall mm-hmm. of fame receiver uh go get a debit card from desert financial desert financial is the official credit union of our Arizona Cardinals for more than 84 years desert financial has been Arizona's largest most trusted local credit union the credit union of the venerable family and more look for desert financial for checking savings accounts mortgages loans credit cards investment options and more great holiday card get somebody a credit card go nuts if you're an arizona sports fan there's no better place than to do your baking than desert financial credit union and hell represent the red sea with the arizona cardinal visa debit show your team spirit check it out go to desertfinancial.com cardinals to get started bo
1: yeah, go to a Desert Financial, withdraw about 20 bucks, and you can go check off a bunch of your friends and family off your shopping list for the holidays by buying some holiday scratchers from the Arizona Lottery, making last minute shopping easy when they make the perfect gift, the perfect stocking stuff. You can throw them up in your tree. There's scratchers for everyone on your list, and they start at just a dollar. You can make it rain some holiday scratchers. Top prizes up to $500,000. The gift, the holiday scratchers, is for everyone. Naughty or nice tickets make the perfect stocking stuff for, as I said, go out and buy those holiday scratchers today. You can find a real t- retailer real just like our friends over at Circle K uh, near you at ArizonaLottery.com. Follow them on your socials as well, at AZLottery. Got to be 21 years or older to play. Uh, let's take a look at some remaining schedules, Bo, for some of these teams the
0: Arizona Cardinals are competing with ahead of the final, let's just say, three games in the NFL. Damon Dog put together this fancy graphic here, sizing up the schedules. Now, we did this a couple weeks ago. You're missing some teams on here because these are the quote-unquote major players. Panthers, well, they won last week. They get to play the Packers, who have lost two in a row. Is that a winnable game? Who knows? At Jacksonville, the Jags are completely on fire. And then the Buccaneers. Like, Could the Buccaneers have that game sealed up? Excuse me, the division... Do they have anything to play for in the finale? So, like, would not surprise me at all if the Panthers finish the season with three wins, but the Cardinals, they have that strength to schedule tiebreaker, but the Patriots, they do not. If the Patriots lose out and the Panthers win one more, the Patriots are picking first overall. Speaking of their schedule, they're at the Broncos this week. I think that's a winnable game. Maybe not, like, favorite winnable game, but certainly winnable. At the Bills is tough, then versus the Jets. The Jets, Bo, they have not beaten Bill Belichick in half a decade plus. So that bear is watching. Cardinals, of course, three and eleven. We talked about it. Pretty daunting. At Bears, at Eagles, home against the Seahawks. Then you look at the commanders. The commanders right now remain your biggest threat to jump the Arizona Cardinals. Should the Cardinals, Bo Brock, win another game. Commanders are at the Jets this week. Now that's on the same East East Coast time zone. We can see if you know Sam Howell's got one more magic trick in him. Then, of course, at the 49ers, at the Cowboys. Now, with Philadelphia losing last night, is Dallas in a position? Do they have the division sealed in Week 18? Do they sit players against the Commanders? And I just threw in our friends in Chicago, the Bears 5-9, and nine, Cardinals, Falcons, Panthers. I think the Bears are probably good for at least one more victory. So looking at these schedules, Bo, what do you make of it?
1: Yeah. The commanders that this week is big for them going against the jets. It's, it's probably their, their lone winnable game remaining. Um, and and then it gets interesting with the, with the Pats uh, against that that team, the jets that made it kind of pretty clear that there's not going to be any Aaron Rodgers this season. So you're, you're going to deal with whatever the, they've got left at the quarterback position, whether they turn back to a, a Wilson or do they um, have Trevor Simeon. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess and those are going to be some pretty unwatchable games so yeah there's not so much concern about it but the commanders like they can immediately change the complexion of this thing with a w on the road in new jersey against gang green no doubt about it That that's the thing that stands out to me the most i mean outside of like the panthers and patriots you know the the patriots hurtling the the panthers that would be pretty crazy and you feel bad i mean it doesn't you don't feel bad for them i mean the bears are already going to get gifted an unbelievable pick from the Panthers. Um, you know, they, they still are trying to play similarly a little bit for something, right. They don't want yeah. to go out the worst team in the NFL with it, with a whimper. Like they have been all season long. Uh, I
0: think it's really fascinating. Like the Patriots winning against the jets, I think would fortify the Cardinals potentially picking second. But then the Patriots also losing out, and the Panthers winning a game. I mean, I think the Patriots have the most to lose this these last three games. They're moving on from Bill Belichick. Belichick is trying to get every win he can before he hits the you know free agent trade market. And yet, like the best thing for the Patriots is lose games, get Drake May or Caleb Williams start over. I mean, if if the Patriots somehow, w- let's say they win two more games, let's say they beat the Broncos, they beat the Jets, you fall down to to five and twelve and you, you go from two to like six, and then you're setting yourself up for nothing. Jaden Daniels territory, that's that's bleak right now. I mean, for me, I I, I think we, we heard about it pre this season, that some of these teams, when they could see these quarterbacks, and now we're talking about it with a Hall of Fame-level wide receiver prospect, are teams going to throw games at the end of the year? Now, not throw games in terms of the coaches aren't going to coach hard and the players aren't going to play hard. But is there going to be roster manipulation by these general managers to ensure that their team takes an L? Like Bailey Zappi right now is playing good football for the for the Patriots. Like, is he going to play them out of contention for a top two pick? Is Sam Howell staying as the starter, not Jacoby Brissett? Is he not setting Washington up for success? It's crazy. Like you look at the Bears, the Panthers, even though they're not in that category. Um, of course, Washington. All of these teams have lame duck coaches except the Cardinals. So it Mm -hmm. does make you feel like the Cardinals are in a unique position to pivot and they can handle anything. As long as Kyler, Monty, and and, um, JG are all on the same page, they can manipulate these last three games because they're playing against a bunch of people, hypothetically, competing, that are all going to lose their jobs, like gut jobs coming in New England, Washington, Mm -hmm. et cetera.
1: Yeah, especially Washington with the new ownership and and how that – it's been an even bigger sinking ship than it has the previous couple of years, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, that, that ownership group, they are going to look for a a brand new face of the franchise. And I do not think yeah. that they're going to hesitate to pivot coaching staff, the quarterback position, everything that you look for when you start to evaluate an organization. Hey Zeus 499 super chat heard there's too much
0: K one Kool-Aid. Just don't come begging for a sip next year. Just wait K one <laughs> or no one. Again, like I I'm with you, Jesus. It, you know, it is frustrating because like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, what have they done that Kyler Murray hasn't done? Like those guys have all been, I know Trevor won a playoff game, but like for the most part, one and done in the playoffs, that's Kyler Murray. And they're part of franchises right now. They're having a tough time. Like historically, the Chargers, the Jaguars, the Cardinals. They're having tough times. And so, like, these quarterbacks that you get don't take it for granted when you have a quarterback that's young that's taking you to the postseason. Because you could easily pivot off of Kyler Murray and go with Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams, and it could be a Bryce Young scenario. No one knows that that's not going to happen. Anybody on this show, a national show, last year at this time, would have said Bryce Young, generational, first overall pick, franchise changer. And then now, potentially... I'd be interested to ask you, Bo. Like, if Carolina really had the number one overall pick, are they taking a
1: quarterback? <laughs> is that something yeah, they, they consider? I mean, like, it's they, crazy we even have to ask that. Do they pull uh, Cardinals? You know, right? Do they go taking Josh Rosen and pivot, you know, to to the next quarterback somebody they feel like more comfortable moving forward with than than they did with Rosen? Yeah, I, I absolutely think that it, that conversation is had. It's in a tough. It's a very tough conversation to have in Carolina, but I absolutely do think that that goes down uh if they own their own pick but they don't um did you see tickets were going for 45 cents in carolina how how is the bryce young era going they did they did pull out a dub shockingly against arthur smith who's a menace to our fantasy football teams but um yeah you can you could get you could get some great tickets for dirt cheap are you
0: telling me so if i use the game time app it's 20 dollars off my first purchase does that mean it's just like free I just it's free 99 (laughs) if it's 45 cents that sounds pretty good to me uh typically I use game time for tickets concerts sporting events parking passes whatever and if it's your first time first of all what are you waiting for use that bonus code phnx 20 dollars off your first purchase as Bo mentioned like Cardinal tickets are cheaper this year for uh, obvious reasons. However, they're not forty-five cents, but twenty dollars is going to get you a good amount off. And thankfully, we got no more Niner fans in town for a hot minute. Terms and conditions apply. You download the Game Time app, create an account, use that bonus code PHNX twenty bucks off ASAP. No questions asked. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: Suns taking on a familiar face. Is DeAndre Ayton going to be in the lineup tonight? Our guy, Damon Dog, he would have to tell me that. But uh, regardless, you can check it out on our friends over at Arizona Family, Arizona's Family Sports, 3TV and Channel 44. You're looking for Suns games, including tonight's game against the Trail Blazers at 8 o'clock. You can find it in your area as far east as Albuquerque. You can check out Kevin Durant. Devin Booker and the Suns, go to the website, azfamily.com, click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona family sports.
0: He joins us every week at this time. He was just at the White House last week. Now we're talking Cardinal football with the All-City Football Insider Analyst, Brian Baldinger. Baldy, how are we doing? How was the
2: White House? I was good. Good. My buddy uh, Larry Doby, his father, got the uh, Congressional Gold Medal. Uh, last Wednesday, um, his father was the first black player in American baseball league and, and they just wanted to honor him. And so, um, they had originally scheduled it a couple of years ago, but it was the pandemic and they canceled. So, uh, it all uh, happened last Wednesday. It was really a good ceremony. A lot of, saw a lot of yeah, Larry went to Duke, played football with me at Duke, but, um, uh, so there was a lot of those friends of mine, basketball players, whatnot, that were there, but it was good. It was a really nice event. A lot of, a lot of nice things being said about his father.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic event. Looked like it. We followed along on social media. I'm sure you were honored to be there. Uh, one thing we weren't honored for was the performance from this Cardinals team on Sunday, Baldy. But you you were able to find some bright spots, especially this run game. What did you see from Drew Petzing and his squad able to go way over the 200-yard mark with James Conner and crew against a pretty stout defense in the San Francisco 49ers?
2: Yeah, I mean, you got to look at, uh, you know, what, what they're doing well. I mean, right now, James Conner, like he did against Pittsburgh and in the second half two weeks ago, and like he did, and Emery mercado continues to just impress when he gets an opportunity. I mean, you know, he's gone against the two best teams in the league in San Francisco and Baltimore. He's had good games against both, but he seems slippery. Knows how to find a hole and explodes out of it. You know, obviously the big touchdown run. I mean, you can say the 49ers were out there without their two starting defensive tackles, and they were. But still, I mean to run for 230 yards, like they did on 30 carries, you know, Kyler and the whole group. I, you know, Michael Carter got a couple of carries. Like, that's what they're doing best right now. They're, you know, on the season, averaging close to five yards a carry. Like, that's something you could build on for sure. And you can look at Froholt and how he's played in there at center. You can look at Will Hernandez and how solid he has been. And you could look at Paris going up against, you know, Nick Bosa. And you can see some guys where you go, okay, we can – there's some pieces here that we can begin to build this thing and start putting this thing together.
0: You know, offensive coordinator Baldy, Drew Pettsine, has had his ups and downs this year, first-time play caller. But I give him the benefit of the doubt going into next year because, as you mentioned, it's manufactured, really high-end run game. I think the offensive line has been good this year. And then he's gotten really good production out of Trey McBride. But the one glaring omission to all of that is this receiving core – has been lackluster to say the least. They're bottom tier in almost every statistical category. They average as a unit just over 100 yards per game. Is it personnel? Is it fit to the scheme? Is it just trying to fit you know square peg into a round hole? Because most of these guys were here from the prior regime. Like, why can't the Cardinals separate and get a passing game going?
2: Well, uh, they're invisible. You know, um, literally, they're invisible, and so. Greg Dortch, uh, you know, you go through the list. Rondell Moore, uh, I don't know if Hollywood played or didn't play last week. So yeah. they're small. They're on the small side. They don't have any size uh, on any of them. Um, they don't have. They don't play big. None of them play big. And you, you know, you could be Zay Flowers in Baltimore and five foot nine, but you play big. You can win outside. Mm-hmm. I don't see any of these guys able to do that. Uh, Rondell Moore has turned into basically a gadget player. Greg Dortch is, you know, he's. A, Try hard, tough kid. You know, you want him on your team probably, but he's probably your fourth or fifth receiver. And then, you know, they, they need, like, it seems like if they don't throw to McBride or Higgins or the backs, they don't throw it to anybody. Like, that's it. That's who's getting the ball and the targets right now. So they feel like they're very handcuffed and they've got to address that, you know, they got to address that position. You know, I mean, I think you go to college and find a lot of good receivers. We've seen a lot of good young ones uh, playing this year. Yeah. Uh, throughout the league that are played really, really well, but you know whether it's free agency trades um, or the draft, I mean they've got to pencil that position in as an upgrade, probably top two or three at least right now.
1: Yeah, they're certainly going to have the cap space, the draft capital to address that position. How how does it? How tough does it make it to evaluate somebody like Kyler Marine? what have you seen from K one through his five games since returning?
2: Well, I mean, look the the, the pick six last week to Travaris Ward. I mean look, he throws to McBride 49ers. I mean, he stared him down now. I mean, Mm -hmm. Tavarius is on his upfield shoulder. You know, he's, he's in zone coverage. There's a curl. I mean, you can only stare at a guy so long. I mean, any good back and he's a good defensive back is going to like pick your pocket. And that's what he did. Um, You know, is that, is that Kyler? Is that fact that where else do I go? I'm trying to get a completion. here. It's a seven, seven game. We're driving. We need a first down. You know, I feel like, I think I feel like the question is valid. Like I don't. I think it's it becomes hard to evaluate, and you don't see the touchdown passes that you know you see the guy on the other side throwing to, and the core of receivers he has to throw to, and so I do think when you look at you know four touchdowns, four interceptions, whatever whatever Kyler's at right now, it's not you know there's not a lot of statistics here. Um, there's just not a lot of options for him right now uh, outside yeah. of McBride.
0: Yeah, I've argued, Baldy. Like I, I'm ju- trying to judge Kyler Murray on just the offensive efficiency, and they're putting up yards, and they put up some some impressive numbers against San Francisco. San
2: Francisco, I mean, they, yeah. they put 450 yards. It was, you know, that's that's a good day. You should have more points off that, but still, to your point, yes, I mean, they they put up a, a good number.
0: But they're but they're also staring down potentially going 0 six if they lose the finale against Seattle in the division. And you know, I've always argued, you know, this this is the toughest coaching matchup for any new coach to go in a gauntlet every year facing Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay twice. I mean, I, how, how do you think Jonathan Gannon is fared? And, you know, this is this the best coach division in the NFL, do you think?
2: Well, anybody that was short-selling the Rams coming into the season just doesn't understand Sean McVay. Yeah, I mean, they should have beaten Baltimore two weeks ago in Baltimore. Like, that passing game is elite. Mm-hmm. And that quarterback just is a spot thrower. I mean, it's fun to watch him. I don't know how he knows where these guys are going half the time. They're running these choice routes. It's impossible to defend. Um, and then, yeah, obviously San Francisco is the greatest show on turf in the modern era right now. And, yes, it's 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 difficult. <clears throat> it's difficult. I mean, we saw what Pete Carroll did last night to the Eagles. Um, but, you know, okay. Like, he like I don't think Jonathan's trying to compare himself to anybody. Yeah, um, but I think that, you know, he's going to see he's going to see Philadelphia, Nick Seriani in two weeks in Philadelphia. He's going to see Pete, um, you know, he's going to see, uh, you know, uh, a good a good young Chicago Bear team that should have won last week. I mean, it's just I mean, all they're trying to do is just measure some level of success. Like I remember Matt Eberflus because uh, I go on to Chicago with the guys up there uh, yeah. for all city and I was up there. I mean, I go on every week, but like six weeks ago, Matt Eberflus came out and said, we're getting better. It's just not showing up in the win column. Mm-hmm. And he was right. And now they beat Detroit. Like they, you know, they're beating Minnesota. They should have won last week. Um, they're playing very good football. And defensively, they're a completely different team. And so it, these next three games, it's just good benchmarks. Like, where are we? Like, I think, you know, you need to keep playing as hard as you possibly can, run for as many yards, go up and down the field as often as you can. Like, if you want to see some young guys right now, put them out there. You know, if you're unsure about some guys and or, you know, just guys on the roster, like, let guys showcase themselves right now. Um, you, you know, whether they win these games or don't win these games, uh, they're not going to get the number one pick. So try to evaluate as many players as you can right now. And what is the future and what is like, if we're, like I go back to Dallas in 1989 and Jimmy Johnson and look, they were one in 15 that first year, but they had Troy Aikman and they believed in him and they had a very good offensive line, even though they were one in 15, there was Stepnowski and there was two and a, and there was Gogan like they had a good line. And so they had a line and a quarterback. They found that out, even though they were one in 15. So, you know, they had building blocks that allowed them to turn it around very quickly.
1: When you look at this roster with three games to play, uh, we went into this season having a ton of question marks about the defensive line. And and when you look at kind of the, I guess, the weight class disparity between a team like the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals, it seems like up front, especially defensive line for the Cardinals, that they just can't compete at that. Are are you seeing the same thing?
2: Well, I saw Christian McCaffrey do just about whatever he wanted to do. That's, you know, that wasn't a good it wasn't a good place to showcase your defensive front, but I right. think they're undermanned there. I mean, I do. I think, you know, I think they've you know, found some guys off the edge. that are pretty good, but they, they attacked Gardeck last week with two tight ends. And, you know, if Trent Williams gets on you, you're not getting off them. Um, you know, that's just a very veteran experienced group, period. They have started, uh, John Feliciano was in their guard, but they basically, and Trent Williams missed two games, but for the most part, they've, have been lining up and playing the same guys every week. Um, all the tight ends. Debo missed a couple games. But, I mean, that's just what you get when you get continuity and you've got the best players at the positions in this league when you look at Trent, Christian, probably Brock Purdy at this point, Fred, Nick. Like, you got the best players in the league at those positions. And Traverius Ward is an elite player and has been. And so, you know, I mean, there's just a big disparity difference right now.
0: You let us know you had to work Thanksgiving. You got to pick between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so you're you're off this weekend. Get time with the family, I hope.
2: No, I'm I, well, I'm working on Christmas Eve. Uh, okay, I got a game to do Christmas Eve, but I am off on Christmas Day. So yes, I will. Get, I mean, I'm going to get back to the family late. Hopefully, they're still up. You know, there's something still going on when I show up. But uh, but yeah, I'll 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 have the day off. So um, I'm I'm going to take full advantage of it.
1: You haven't watched and- watch
2: that 49er Raven game though at night, yeah. Probably That's gonna be a down good one. That
1: one. What do you and Gargano got coming down the, the pike here for us on the All City well, NFL just taped show. The show
2: at the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. Um, taped a couple shows over there today, so we had a good crowd. Uh, ate a lot of brisket, uh, a lot of banana pudding, <laughs> put some food away. Um, I think we're gonna take two shows on, <clears throat> on Thursday so we can get out on Friday. So, you know, we we you know we we were basically um the obituary for the Philadelphia Eagles today and you know the effort that they had last night. So we went heavy on the Eagles and if this thing is fixable, uh I will see the Cardinals and Eagles uh, on New Year's Eve in Philadelphia. We'll stick around and do that game. So I'll get a first hand view of what you guys are doing and what the Eagles are doing.
0: Can I ask you real quick, how much do the Eagles miss Jonathan Gannon?
2: A lot. A lot. I mean, look at look, I'm mean, just look at this. Sometimes you don't know how good you have it until somebody's gone. We we know that relationships, you know, we 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 can use that phrase in a lot of things. But like, you know, they bring in Sean to side. they basically elevated him. Like, I don't know why he's still there. You know, then you bring in Matt Patricia, he's calling the plays. Defensively, they've given up eight more touchdowns in three fewer games already than they did a year ago. Like some and it's it's primarily the same talent. Um, and so I think they miss him a great deal. Um, I thought Jonathan really the fans sometimes weren't in love with his style but the ball was in front of them it wasn't going over their head like it is right now.
1: Well all the best to you and your family this holiday season Baldy we appreciate yeah. all the great work that uh, that you join us each and every week breaking down this game this this Cardinals team uh the best to you and yours.
2: Thanks Bo thanks Johnny I'll I'll, I'll join you guys next week man happy happy holidays merry christmas to both of you. Take care Baldy. Okay guys.
0: What a gift. Uh, the best segment of the week. Yeah, we it's get that great. man every week. It's uh, nothing can be better. Although, picking up some Shady Rays, 50% off two plus pairs, that gets you close using that bonus code Uh, PHNX, uh, Shady Rays, built to last premium polarized shades. The only shades of the venerable households, the only shade we wear. We <laughs> threw away our big time, big name brand uh, sh- shades. I, I'm exclusive to Shady Rays now. We're, we're in a relationship status. I'm enjoying it. And, and frankly, You should, too. Shop the entire collection at their brand-new location, Curland Commons, a full-stop shop of all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, guess what? Well, you're going to love them. But if you don't, that's Slim Chance. Exchange them, return them for free within 30 days. No questions asked. There's no risk when you shop. There's always a team behind your back at Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that bonus code PHNX. Again, 50% off two-plus pairs of their polarized Sunglasses. Try them for yourself today. Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people, Bo.
1: Let's set up a scenario here. You're on your couch. You're enjoying you know, one of the final football games of the regular season. You turn and right there with you, the bag of OG's Brands Gummies. You got them in hand. It's a winning combination. It's the way to win on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays. Every day that ends with Y, you're going to win with our friends over at OG's Bold Flavors. OG's Gummies are slam dunk for your pay- taste buds. Uh, plus, you can customize your experience based on desired effect and strength. They don't just have, you know, here's our product, take it or leave it. They uh, like to tailor your cannabis experience uh, with what with, with their gummies and all Incredible product line that they have. OG's classics like the fruits and the creams, mouth watering, pegs, raspberry, the orange RSO. There's something for everyone in the OG's lineup. To learn more, go to og'sbrands.com. Follow them on socials as well at OG's Brands. You gotta be 21 years or old. You can find them in your local dispensary. Check out these super chats. Dude's going hard in the
0: pain. Uh, yes. I'm not gonna call, I'm not gonna call it anti uh, K1 rhetoric, but clearly would like to see the franchise go in a different direction. Two dollar super chat. I'll be collecting all those K-1 tiers next year. I I, I think, dudes, you're you're going to be crying tears of joy when this team makes the postseason with Kyler Murray next year. Something tells me that that's going to happen. PR Mac, $5. We're all trying to win. Monty just grabbed an edge rusher. Tyreek Smith, I saw that. Don't be surprised. He gets some snaps and is in the plans for the future. Get some sacks. One of the topics of discussion that I was going to like lead the show with, but I'm like, mm-hmm. that seems kind of mean, but it kind of plays into PR Mac's question here. The Cardinals have zero sacks in three games. The pass rush, even though they won a game in Pittsburgh, it's been nil. Certainly nil against Brock Purdy and company last Sunday. Bo, like I guys like Victor Dumeniage and Dennis Gardeck, like we know what they are. Rotational pieces. Is this Avin Collins experience experience kind of kind of a bust at this point? Like where is he? I, he flashes once a game in run defense, but man, you're getting yeah. nothing as an edge rusher from the big man. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I think unfortunately the. Uh... The train is leaving the station on his fifth year option to get picked up. And this was an experiment that I think he was willing to make yeah. right, and, and take on with the opportunity to to play himself into that fifth year. Uh, but, you know, the impact just hasn't been there. And I don't know if it was just him putting on tape. Uh, something that the league and the Cardinals opponents r- recently have been able to adjust to and have been able to subdue him and, and take him out of making an impact on a down-to-down basis. Because early on, I mean, you saw Zabin's number 25 called, you know, a couple sacks here and there, but it's pretty been well been stagnant since then. Has it racked up uh, very, you know, really any sack statistics or anything that you want to see from that position? It's something that they're going to need to find this offseason, you know, in free agency in the draft, maybe even the I, trade market. I mean, Chase Young's going
0: to be a free agent. I'd be talking to his agent right now and what he's done for San Francisco. I know that that team's loaded, but if he's healthy, he's a productive player. Montez Sweat's no longer available. You know, I, Brian Burns is a guy that I think a lot of Cardinal fans would would want to see. This is just the notable defensive free agents. Uh, Brian Burns, Josh Allen, Chase Young, Daniil Hunter would all be the top edge rushers for the Arizona Cardinals if they join the team tomorrow. And then look at guys like Leonard Williams, Justin uh Maduke, uh how you sp- pronounce his last name? I can never pronounce it for the Ravens, but he's he's fantastic. If you if you guys watch Justin for the Ravens, he's a really good player. I it just I think it goes to show you, Bo, like this team. I I, I don't think they're starting with nothing at cornerback, but man, it feels like defensive line in general and wide yep. receiver. You got to get some serious help. It's it's got to be flushing resources, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing with sticks, because like you just you can't compete as you, you know, articulated it to Baldy, I thought really well. It's just like y- you can have a great game plan. And I think JG's done that. But if you don't have the horses up front, like you're getting into week 14, 15, 16, the dog days of the year for a losing team, it's it can get ugly like it did against the Niners on Sunday.
1: Dylan Richards coming to uh your aid here, Matabuke uh out of Baltimore. That's I know, uh I heard in that defensive Matibuque. lineman. Yeah. And then you've got uh I mean it's it's gonna take them utilizing all that draft capital, a lot of that salary cap, and they're probably gonna have to add in, in you know, the, the interior and the edge uh through both of those, right? You you gotta add, I think one, th- there's that list, man. It's gotta give you a little hope that the Cardinals could at least sign one of those guys at a premium position, and that's worth usually the money, and then use use like one of those top six, you know, the six picks in the first three rounds on an on edge rusher as well, and then add him with like a B.J. Ujulari, start to rework the interior of the defensive line, it's going to look like a completely different unit and I think one more capable of competing each and every week in the NFL season. He just texted me, our guy Howard
0: Balzer. The Cardinals are making a change at wide receiver, albeit from their practice squad. Uh, Daniel Arias from the practice squad has been released today. Cardinals Mm -hmm. so churning the bottom tier of that position group depth chart at wide receiver. Not sure if that makes a big impact with everybody else. Hollywood Brown, what's his status? We're going to talk about more on that on Wednesday. Show in the meantime, go to gophnx.com. Become a diehard again. It's the best money you can spend this holiday season for a loved one. Pick up a free hat and or shirt. Check out the Greg Dorch t-shirt. I was repping mine the other day. Got a ton of compliments on it. I had the PHNX hoodie rocking it at Gila River Resorts and Casinos this past weekend. Tons of compliments. Again, these are high-end merchandise, material, attire, whatever you want to call it. It's comfortable. Wear it out. Work out in it. Whatever you want to do, it's high-end. And if you become a diehard, you get it full free. Hat and or shirt every single day. Year. Check out the works of our PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, Howard Balzer, at GoPHNX.com. Craig Morgan's putting out great stuff on the coyotes. Gerald Borgay and company. What the hell's going on with the Phoenix Suns? All that and more. GoPHNX.com. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports wherever you get your podcast. PHNX Cardinals. Again, get this to 200 likes. Come on now. 200. 200 for your boys here on a football Tuesday. Big thanks to Brian Baldinger, my co-host, Bo Brock, award winning producer extraordinaire damon dog we are back on a wednesday maybe a mock draft wednesday with our friends from CHGO. we'll see in the meantime i'm johnny venerable we'll see ya mañana.